0: Hello everyone, this is Brian Kirchner with Good Dog Workshop. We are your podcast resource for successfully working with your dog. We'll help you sift through all the wrong and ridiculous information out there. We'll help you understand dogs and how to effectively work with your dog's nature, not against it. In short, we'll teach you how to speak dog. Thank you very much, everyone for joining me today. Uh, today's topic is choosing the right trainer. Now, of course, I hope it will be me that uh, that you choose to work with, or, or one of my staff here at Good Dog Workshop. Uh, but if not, or those of you who aren't in uh, one of the areas where we live, um, this podcast is to, is here to help you find a trainer that's going to work best for, for you, for your particular style of learning and your specific needs with your dogs. So the first thing that I'll recommend is to watch the trainer's videos, uh, whether that's on Facebook or, or YouTube or whatever. And and look at how the person, how the trainer is interacting with the dogs, and and how they're speaking. First and foremost, do they look and sound like they know what they're they're doing, like they know what they're talking about? Because right away, that should give you information. Boy, you know, we all have a BS meter, and that should go off if something doesn't sound right, or um, if if the person just doesn't look comfortable with uh, with what they're doing. Um, you know, and also look at the dogs in the in the videos. So Are the dogs responding to the To the trainer or are the dogs just ignoring the trainer or challenging him or jumping up on uh, on him or her it's important to pay attention to that because you're hiring someone to help you and if they can't get results with uh, with a dog with you know simple behaviors such as uh, not jumping on them or or, um, uh, you know leash work whatever it may be if they can't do that in the videos that they're voluntarily posting up to show their skills how are they going to work with you and your dog who may have some more challenging skills or a dog that maybe a trainer hasn't spent time with? Because a lot of the videos that people put up are dogs that they've worked with that, that, they, that they know. So really pay attention to those those videos. And also I like, like watching people because it's a great way to, to hone your skills on reading body language and, and learning about the, about the person and the dogs as well just by seeing how they move around, how they interact um, one other thing about uh, about the videos is do do the trainers that you 're watching do they only show videos of their own dogs you know are they are they ever shown working with a client 's dog or more importantly are they ever shown working with a client and their dog so you can see how they not only interact with a dog that 's not theirs but a new person as as well um, and then the opposite question is also true: Is do they not show any videos of their own dogs? Oddly enough, I've met a couple—not a—not a, not a ton—but I've met a couple of trainers over the years who do not show their own dogs. They don't take their own dogs to appointments like like we do. They don't um, bring their dogs out into out into public. And I don't know whether they, it's because their dogs are are ill mannered and not well behaved, or whether. Um, They're trying to protect their dogs from something or what it may be. But to me, that's an that's an odd thing. You know, if you're if you're a good house painter, you want to show off your house. If you're a good dog trainer, you want to show off your dog and your and your skills. And like us, we take our dogs uh, to to our appointments, to our training sessions and use them as uh, as assistance and and tools um, as needed during the during the training program. So that's to me, that's a that's a big deal. Um, next thing I would say read their the articles on their website and their postings on Facebook. Do they sound sensible? you know are they writing their own posts or are they just reposting something that someone else wrote or filmed or created in, in some form or fashion because I've seen a lot of trainers out there on on Facebook who most of their most of their posts are someone else's work someone else's writings or someone else's videos and that's terrific. I appreciate sharing, especially it involves them uh, involves dog rescue, but really it should be their It should be their own work. They should have their own thoughts on, on the matter. And, you know, even if it is kind of a a mix of what other, what other trainers out there, what other people are doing and, and saying, they should be able to put it in their own words so that when they are working with a client, when they're working with you, you know, that they're genuine, that they're working from their knowledge and just reading, just not reading off of a Off of a script from someone else's work, so that's another important thing to uh, to look at there. Um, And then also when you speak to them on the phone, because I get a lot of people uh, calling up to to ask a few questions. They say they just want to know some pricing or find out how we work, and then we get into a long conversation and hopefully uh, get them booked as a as a client. But do they sound? Does the trainer sound sensible and reasonable over the? over the phone you know and this this may sound like a really obvious question but are they polite are they courteous to you you'd be surprised how many people in not only in this business but other businesses who own their own business don't have the phone skills don't have the customer service skills to be able to make someone feel comfortable and make them feel like they're they're being heard um you know i've i 've talked to so many people over the years who just want to talk, and so if that 's the client that 's fine that 's part of what they 're paying me for is to hear what they, what their issues are and then to and then to um, give my suggestions and, and my recommendations after after that but there there are a lot of trainers out there oddly enough, who just want to talk, whether they want to be in the limelight. Or they're insecure or you know some deep-seated psychological issue where they were never allowed to speak as a as a child or whatever it may be if you're on the phone with someone that you want to pay a lot of money to to help you solve your dog behavior problems and you can't get a word in edgewise you may want to hang up the phone and, and call someone else so keep that uh, keep that in mind too also how do they sound do they do they sound kind of you know super gung-ho and militaristic or over the top um you know for some dogs and i say some just a handful that's going to work you know a dog you're training to be a uh, a bomb bomb detection dog or or a uh, you know drug sniffing dog or or um uh, police apprehension dog yeah you want a high energy dog and so you need a high energy person to to train that dog that's fine but if you're just a regular regular person regular american living in regular america and just want your dog to behave you know like a normal uh, regular dog then you probably don't want militaristic or or over the over the top so pay attention to that too now the reverse side is true also does the person does the trainer t- sound too passive or, or too soft? I just watched a video, uh, fairly, fairly well-known guy up in New England. Um, and he, you know, does nice training and he doesn't talk too much to the dogs because talking is, is about our language and not the dog's language, but he's really passive. He's got a soft voice, but he's really passive, both in his, in his body language, in his videos, uh, and I watched a number of his videos, um, but also in how he communicates to the dogs, how he moves around, um, and it, it, it comes through through his body language and, and his voice as well. So, you know, keep an eye on that. Some people out there, of course, they just want a softer teacher for them, and I, I get that. That's totally fine. But just keep that in mind when when you're talking to someone on the phone and getting to know them because you're interviewing them just as they're interviewing you. And so it's always my feeling that we should feel like we're both meshing as is, is I um, I feel like I have a good rapport with, with my clients and they, uh, will be able to listen to me for, for two hours straight and they will enjoy the training and they will learn a lot. And I want them to, um, you know, to feel the same way, to feel good about, uh, about the conversation we've had on the phone and look forward to the, to the training. Uh, one other thing here, and I think this is very important, um, and maybe because I'm really good at it, um, but our Are the people you're talking to? Is the trainer that you're calling on the phone? Is he able to di? He or she able to diagnose the source of your dog's behavior over the phone? Because that's one of the one of the keys I've found in. Letting clients know and showing them that you know what you're talking about to be able to diagnose that over the phone. And wouldn't it be great if our doctors would do that with us? As to say, hey, my back hurts here, and the doctor says, oh, well, you know, how about this and this, and ask a few questions, and then they say, oh, well, you probably have this. Wouldn't worry too much about it, or it might be this, or you know, say, hey, you need to get to the hospital right away. Your your, your liver's about to collapse, or or whatever it may be. But wouldn't it be great if? You were talking to a trainer who could give you a diagnosis over the over the phone, and so that's one of the things that we try to we try to be very good at um, when we're in our initial conversation with uh, with clients as well. So something else to keep in mind. Uh, also, do they offer only one size fits all training for all people and all dogs? There are a lot of people out there. I think that's being phased out. It seems like more trainers are being are customizing their, uh, their training these days and their teaching methods, the way they, the way they work. So I think that's not so prominent as it used to be, but there are plenty of people out there who think dog equals, uh, you know, a pouch on my hip with a whole bunch of treats in it and a clicker in my hand and, and a whole bunch of commands that I'm going to use to get the dog to do sit, stay down, come and, um, and roll over or or whatever it is. Um, and they work that way with every dog and that's not going to work with every dog and that's certainly not going to work that way with every person. So, you know, the the shorter way of, ver- of um, wording this question is, do they customize their teaching for their clients and their clients' dogs? Next, do they talk about themselves a lot? Uh, like I said before, I've come across this in, in a number of times. Do the, does the person not only talk a lot, but are they talking about themselves a lot? Are they talking about the experiences that they've had. I listened to a couple of podcasts this morning and the guy, uh, the guest speaker who was apparently well-known and and very well instructed. uh, His first um, comments were about some socks that he ordered on Amazon and how excited he was to get the socks. And I thought, Oh, that's kind of funny that that's interesting. Um, Hadn't listened to this guy before. And he went on about this for a couple of minutes and there wasn't like a punchline or he didn't bring it around to dog training or it was really kind of weird, almost like he was excited about something. He had to get out, get that out there in that moment, and it didn't matter that he was actually, you know, doing the podcast for another reason, which is to help people with their dogs and buying socks on Amazon. I don't think relates to training with dogs. Um, maybe I missed something there, but in any case, um, so keep that in mind too. You know, make make sure that you have the uh, the the person you're talking to, the trainer's full full attention um next is do do they include you in the training or do they take the dog for a couple of weeks where you may not know what they're doing with your dog there are a lot of trainers out there who do board and train some dogs that's absolutely necessary for i don't do it myself except in very extreme cases where you basically kind of have to green break the horse and really take the, the the dog and really take the the edge off of it before you hand it back to the owners but generally um, I'm almost exclusively, I'm working with clients and their dogs together so that the clients, number one, always know what's going on with their dog. And they're always part of the training because after all, it's typically the people who need more work than the, than the dogs. Um, but there are plenty of trainers out there, like I said, who do board and train, you know, I would, I would look into, uh, uh, someone who, has a camera where they where the dogs are, are boarded, so you can always check in and see see how the dog is treated and how much time he's being trained and how much time he's spent alone and whether he's crated or out with other dogs and has free run of the house, um, and at the very least get get pictures from this from this trainer of how your how your dog's doing. When I have a client's dog stay with me, I'm sending their pictures. Every day. And if a client sen- you know sends me a text and says, hey, what's uh, what's Chester doing right now? I'll take a picture of him and, and send it to him right there on the spot because I know how important that is uh, for for people. And I'm the same way with uh, with my dogs as well. The few times that I've been on vacation, I'll check with Isabel, and I want to see what Red is doing right there on the spot. So I, I think that's good customer service. Uh, maybe that's not important to everyone, but that's something else to – to look into, um, and so the last thing I'll, I'll talk about on this subject is is what separates us from from other trainers or, or other behaviorists out there. And you know, most people will talk about their practice and their and their experience with this. Um, you know, I feel that we're different than most because we have we've developed our ability to read dogs and successfully predict how a dog will respond to. To mo- From moment to moment, and this happens so often with me it 's really kind of funny where i 'll be explaining the the body language of a dog and what that means and what the dog is about to do and then the dog goes into that and it 's so great to see and it you know it, it, it proves to our clients and and confirms that we 're the right person for this job because we know what we 're talking about we know how to read dogs. Um, and this is this is us learning through experience, working hands-on with dogs, whether it's at a at a shelter, dogs we haven't met before, or a client's dogs that, that we're boarding because they're out of town, or, you know, for the most part, it's client's dogs that we've ne- never met before. Maybe seen a picture, maybe seen a video, but we walk into a house and knowing only what the client has told us over the phone from the questions that we've asked. Um, but we're, you know, all of our experience is based on our hands-on work and experience with our with our dogs not by going to an animal animal behavior college to learn from people with lab coats and clipboards and you know reading reading books and and you know so we can get a whole bunch of letters behind our name and say oh i went to this animal behavior college that's fine and i don't mean to disparage it except for the fact that the that the people that i've read about or or read their writings about and met who have gone to these annual behavior colleges, to me, are some of the least knowledgeable trainers out there. So it's really unfortunate. It almost becomes... Uh, they've learned about the theory of dog behavior rather than how to work with dogs. And I'd be very curious if someone wants to uh, wants to call in or, or text and let me know this is how many hours each day at the Animal Behavior College you get to work with dogs. I bet it's a lot less than the amount of time that I spend working with dogs on a on a daily basis. So I think that's something that um, that you should also look for is someone who's really kind of in the mix all the all the time. You know, someone who works at a at a kennel, something like that, would uh, is a great way to to gain experience from that. Also, we don't succumb to to fear when we're working with our dogs. And yes, you know, some dogs are going to try and try and bite us and snap at us and you know jump at our face that that sort of thing. And we've seen too many people, both um, laymen and and trainers and and behaviorists out there. Too many people get fearful and they change their body language they change they change their approach, and they 're not able to be effective in working with the dog anymore because they 've let their emotions get the get the better of them and you know we 've just trained ourselves not to not to do that um, and you know fearful trainers they don't or they can't give dog owners the tools they need to deal with the dog's behavior so that's that, that's a, a, a real problem and again you should be able to see watch a couple of videos of of, uh, of a trainer and see this person looks confident they look like they know what they're doing they're not um, they're not putting their emotions into it we're not you know seeing their body language change they stay smooth and and comfortable and confident through uh, throughout so um, that's about it for this topic. As always, if any of you have any questions, um, please feel free to, uh, to call in or text or email me. You can contact me directly at 703-489-1319 or write me at brian at gooddogworkshop.com. Please subscribe to us on, uh, on YouTube, watch our videos. They're, they're really terrific. Lots of fun filming them for us. Um, and don't forget to, uh, to rate us and review us on iTunes and, uh, Uh, and yelp and google any of those formats it really helps us uh, get more exposure and, and be able to help more people so thank you very much for listening again this is brian with good dog workshop signing off and we will see you next time thank you